I can record with you on the phone. I have you on. We're recording right now. Oh, are we? I just did it. Like, I guess it was a Holy Spirit thing because I didn't mean to. But if all is well, it should be able to hear you. Oh, okay. I'm getting to put my shirt on and I'm walking out the door. Okay. So... If this is recording and going well, let's start by you introducing yourself. Who are you? Please introduce yourself. I am Amber Parker. Um, I am a mother of four girls. I am a CEO and founder of a not-profit Women of Virtue. Um, that aims to bring awareness to the community while supporting women who are survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, that's that's just a little bit about me. I have a background in criminal justice. I've worked as a probation officer, as an investigator for CPS. And um, I'm working on being a counselor soon so I can offer free counseling services to the community. Wow. So, you pretty much answered every question I could have possibly asked you after that. Because um, I was going to ask you what are your passions, but clearly your passion is um, awareness and criminal justice and um, being able to counsel. So you want to cover the spectrum. Um, I love that. Um, let's see. Are you are you settled? Are you in the car and stuff? Are you? Do you yeah. need... I'm in the car. Okay, I didn't know you because you move quietly. Every time I've ever talked to you, like I can, I would never know you've shifted from one thing to another. You like <laughs> you like sneaky sneaky. <laughs> Okay, so what this is the whole point of the podcast is um, really to like you are saying to bring awareness to a, a purpose that's passionate to you. And um, my passion is just sharing the testimonies of Jesus Christ. So anybody who is just in some gap of what does that mean for me in my life, I would love for somebody's testimony to, to hit that person and for them to feel like they can reach out. And so the fact that you do want to bring awareness and that um, you do have a background and you do have experiences, which is what we're going to get ready to talk about a little bit more. Um, Yeah, that makes me on fire for you because it just shows that God has continued to work through your life and you do have a a true testimony and I'm excited to share that. Okay. I'm excited to share it with you. Okay. So, my first real question, digging right in, is what were some of your experiences growing up that first introduced you to the Lord? So, the first experience that I can really remember is when I was in the fourth grade. Um, I went to a majority white school because my mom thought that's where I would get a better education at. But, uh, I was... It was a really big challenge for me being the minority and knowing that you're the minority at such a young age. So I remember having a friend that was Catholic 
a friend that was Muslim from Pakistan, a friend that was Japanese that practiced Buddhism, and then just another friend who was an old Southern Christian person. And somehow, um, God made us all really good friends despite of our religious backgrounds. And we started something called the Christian Club. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because we had all those different backgrounds, but we all were aiming toward the same thing, which was love, being accepted. And um, at that point, and when I look back, it helps me to be so understanding of other people's cultures and love them for who they are without being judgmental. And to me, that's God's true purpose. I don't think he meant for us to be divided in any type of way. And as you get older, those biases start to form. We didn't even have a bias with each other. We didn't even really know that we were different. <laughs> we just know that we all wanted the same thing. Um, I would go home and look at Bible verses to write sermons on to go back the next day to tell them about God. And my first sermon that I did not realize was the Beatitudes. Um, I didn't understand what I was reading, but when I got older and I started to look into, wow, the Beatitudes, and it goes into, um, if you go down further in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 5 and 43 or 46, and it talks about praying for your enemies. And loving those um, who might seem unlovable. So that's something that kind of stuck with me at the age of nine in the fourth grade. And uh, being respectful of other people's cultures, because then I was able to understand that a lot of times we don't pick the religion that chooses a child. Mm. We're born to it. Um, so the Muslim girl, she was so interested to learn more about my God that she would sneak on the phone and ask us to pray with her. And um, we knew that if her mom picked up the phone that we just stop whatever we were doing and act like we would have a regular conversation. Um, we had a birthday party one time and she couldn't get in the pool. And you know, as kids, we you're just like, we just want you to have fun. But we asked her mom why she couldn't get in the pool and her her answer to that was because it's too close like being baptized when she goes under the water oh wow so you know we were sad for her but it's we were so understanding at such a young age and um that that was like my journey my first remembrance of just being so close to god and what it means to be christ-like that is cool I never knew that, Amber. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, well, let me tell you why it's cool. I'm so. I guess it should. It's for me to share why it's cool, because you are such an overwhelmingly loving person like all you want is just for everybody to be okay and it annoys me when you take it so personal when someone's not okay <laughs> but now I understand why 
Okay, that's wonderful. And I love that your love and you all's acceptance of each other still sparked the love of Christ in someone else. So let me ask you, just out of curiosity, so when the when your friend couldn't swim, did you guys choose not to swim either? We chose not to go underwater. Um, we knew, we asked of her, if we asked her mom if she could come in the pool with us if we promised not to splash her. So basically we kind of just played around in the water like Marco Polo, no splashing, no going underwater, no jumping in the pool. I love it. Okay. So that's your first connection with the Lord. And so throughout life after that, did you just kind of, you know, just kind of see God threaded in a little bit of everything? Honestly, I didn't really know at the time what was going on. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just me being honest from the the childlike perspective. Uh, Everything was so innocent. Was just so, it was like natural. It it was natural. And now now that I'm speaking about it, it kind of makes sense because as children, we are naturally loving beings. We're not so judgmental until it's either taught to us or something has happened to us to make us judgmental to protect ourselves. Um, When I got 11, turned 11, I know I wanted to be baptized. um, And I learned so much more. I knew I had a, a hunger, but I wasn't being fed from what was being taught to me because I didn't understand it. And I wasn't getting the answers from the church at the time because they always teach you not to question God. Right. So it was a struggle for me. It wasn't, it it was a a very uh, fuzzy area growing up. So what do you feel now when it comes to asking questions and having that hunger? Um... Do you now feel permission to ask questions, ask God questions? I do. I I feel like, how are you going to understand something if you don't ask questions? And Um, how do you feel God responds to you when you ask? Honestly, I think he's like, okay, you've asked the question. I can give you the resources, but it's up to you to find the answer. Mm. So when I have a question, I ask God, I ask him for guidance, clarity, and an open mind and open ears. Um, Because a lot of times my answers do not come as clear or from the person that I'm expecting or from the word that I'm expecting or how you would want to receive it so I have to be open and receptive to everything everybody Um, and a lot of times I get answers from unexpected places and so being open to everything how do you know which one is definitely from the Lord so that's that's something I'm still learning (laughs) but I have learned to decipher that better Um, the Holy Spirit gives you discernment 
And a lot of times we don't connect that discernment with intuition. Um, that is the Holy Spirit. When something is not sitting easy on my spirit, I have learned to ask God, is this coming from you or is it coming from the enemy? Even when things feel good, is this coming from you or is this coming from the enemy? And what I have learned is that the Holy Spirit is discernment. So a lot of times when you are feeling uneasy about something, that is the Holy Spirit giving you warning. Um, even when I am listening to a sermon and maybe the preacher says something that I'm concerned about that I'm not quite in agreement with, sometimes I have to ask God, well, I need for myself, I need a concrete, something concrete to, to go off of. So he will lead me to something in the Bible or a story that I've never heard of that will relate this to life. And when God tells you this is that this book, the Bible that we go by, a lot of people, they have a hard time associating aiding it the stories and the bible with modern times which is really not that hard if you think about it right <laughs> um you just have to translate it into today's time which is the commandment like like people say oh you should follow the lands of the law and you should but you have to understand the lands of the law today are different from the lands of the law back in the bible time it doesn't mean that the book is contradicting or it's confusing it means that you have to apply these rules to your life now so the things that might have applied in the bibles let's say for like the sacrifices well no you know we're not going to go and kill an animal to make a sacrifice now so to me that that's you know that's common sense but that's truly not common sense for everybody so i was told once in a in a sermon the preacher he said I am here to give you the word, but it's your due diligence to go and make sure that I'm giving you the word correctly. Mm. So, yes, I'm giving you, you know, I'm feeding your your soul, but you need to verify what I'm feeding you. It's just like if you go to a restaurant and you know what you're ordering, but then you say, hey, what is in this? You're asking for the ingredients that made this so you can know what you're eating like an allergy if you have a peanut allergy you're going to verify what's in the food that you're eating so you won't have a bad reaction to it mm -hmm. the same way when you're getting fed the word from somebody you shouldn't just oh give it to me I'm going to eat it no look at the ingredients look how it was made look where it's coming from it's the same thing yes our pastor I, no it wasn't our pastor it was either our pastor or in our young marrieds today um someone was mentioning that that was how you know the original fall came to be anyway it was the enemy twisting up god's truth just a little twist on it it's not big and evident so you need to verify i love that you said the holy spirit you said that feeling of uneasy and concern because you're not always in an opportunity to whip out your Bible on spot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then what if, like, you were from a different culture or, or you know, anything, those feelings um, to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what, where is this coming from? That's very powerful. Okay. So, 
Let's see. Do you have your baby? No. Not yet. I haven't picked her up yet. We're approaching somewhere. I want to take a quick minute to pray, if you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Let's pray. Okay. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, just for just our children and for us to be at the point that we're at now, because me and Amber have come a long way from sitting in the back of the classroom cackling to being moms and having kids and having families and having stories and testimonies and seeing your glory. You is what's kind of kept us friends throughout the years. I remember when Amber would send Bible scriptures to me when I didn't know you, Lord, and you have just been so faithful throughout the years. Please use this opportunity um, to just make your glory be known as you always do. And if there's anything else that you want to be said during this time, let it come out. If there's not, Lord, let us just go about our merry way. I just thank you so much for every testimony i i've learned a little bit more about my friend just right now i'm just so happy to know her (laughs) and to know her heart um may the glory of your son be just shine and shine and shine in jesus's name amen amen okay 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 so i kind of want to stop there if you're okay with it yes actually i have one more question what is your favorite Bible verse off top? Or the verse that has always kept you anchored? That is a good question. Um, and, and I honestly, honestly, it's it's the, the verse Matthew the Matthew five and forty six or forty three. I can't remember forty three through forty six where it talks about the enemies. I'm loving your enemies. That has always stuck with me because that's one of the first verses that I can remember even as a young child that I didn't know I was going to have to use as I got older. So that always has stuck with me. Um, Loving people even when they're not lovable. How easy is it to love someone else who loves you back? That has always stuck with me. That and um, a verse in James, and it says, um, "Be slow, speak when angered." Um, I'm not. Uh, don't don't quote me. But the, it talks about um, being slow to respond with your tongue. Mm-hmm. So those two things have always stuck out to me because our mouth is so powerful, mm-hmm. um, and and the love of God and the love that um, transitions through you is so powerful. So to speak with love to me, combining those two verses together is basically telling you to speak with love. Be impeccable with your words. Mm. So that that that's um, two. I never can just pick one. It's okay. <laughs> you can always tell people who truly read God's word because whenever I ask them what's their favorite Bible verse they either can't think of one on hand like they maybe know one they maybe kind of they kind of know what it says and then you can tell somebody who does read God's word because they can never just pick one so that was a trick question (laughs) don't be tricking me hey you passed (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop this now. 
do you want to say anything else? Do you want to share anything else? No. You kind of brought, like, you, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop it now, and I guess we'll see what happens. All right, love you. Love you, too. All right, don't hang up. Okay.